Hey, this is I Saw That Movie. I'm CB. This is Mark. Hello. I used to work in a video store. He actually lives in one. Not really, actually. I thought I'd give it a new spin. Sort of. I should know better. I should know better than to go, you know, improv on it. Keep going. Oh, we're going to talk about a movie today. Mark's been watching a lot of movies. If you follow him on the gram. On the Instagram, and we're going to probably talk about something really bad, I'm sure. Wow. I know. <laughs> You're coming into this with a really poor attitude, honestly. Just I need to take adjust. a step back. Oh, sorry. Wait, wait. For a few moments. <laughs> oh. I'll have a sip of my vodka, and then we'll, mm. we'll carry on. Time to talk about a movie, I guess. A few weeks ago. You going to ask me a question? No. Okay. I don't think so. Maybe down the line. <laughs> a few weeks ago, I go on the Brian and Vinny show with oh yeah one Brian Alvarez and Vinny, whose last name I know, but I don't know how to pronounce. <laughs> Brian and Vinny were there? They were there, yeah. Yeah, it's their show. They do it. So I was on that show talking about Royal Rumble. Wrestling? Yeah. Do you like the Royal Rumble? <laughs> you know I do. You know I like that shit. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, great time. We talked about the wrestling those guys are really mad about wrestling. Why? <sighs> Probably because they watch it every day. <laughs> because it's their job. Like me, I just find humor in how terrible it is. But Brian it's, is... It's pretty not as much fun as it used to be. Brian is honestly so angry about it. He screams a lot, but he's always smiling when he's screaming, which makes me believe he's some kind of psychopath. <laughs> Sorry, Brian. You're a crazy person, I think. <laughs> It's in, it's in there. But it's I, think, in there. I think he thinks the same of me. I mean, you've met Brian. He yes, I he do. Was, he was in Worst Laid Plans with us. He was. Uh, as the guy that wanted to jerk off in front of a stranger in a parking <laughs> lot, <laughs> which he did the role sight unseen. He was, And when I explained it to him, he was like, yeah, fine. He's very dedicated. <laughs> it's like, whatever, sure. <laughs> I'll play this awful thing. <laughs> He also got bludgeoned with a pipe. He got hit with a pipe repeatedly. At one point, when we were doing rehearsals for it, I remember Nikki hit him with a fake pipe. He went down, and then we did the rest of the scene, and Nikki was standing on his hand the entire time. And it's rehearsal. (laughs) And Brian doesn't say, like, ow, get off my hand. He just lays on the ground and lets (laughs) Nikki stand on his hand. And then afterward, he's like, like, Nikki looks down and is like, oh, shit, I'm standing on your hand. And Brian's like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> like, I'm like, dude, you can say, like, get off my hand. It's fine. He's dedicated, man. Yeah. He used to wrestle, though, too, right? He, he know, still he, does sometimes. He knows how to take a fall, that dude. Yeah, he just uh, he wrestled a match out in Chicago. Chicago? Him and filthy Tom Lawler. Sure. They wrestled the Rock and Roll Express. No. <laughs> Ricky Morton, Robert Gibson. No. Yeah. Wow. Wrestled the Rock and Roll Express. Holy shit. Brian's team was the Chop and Roll Express because they chop a lot. Chops. Big on the chop, the big, chop across big the chest. On the chops. <laughs> I once said to Brian, chop me, give me a chop. And he said, no. <laughs> he said, it might kill you. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> they didn't win though. Then I challenged him to a jujitsu the other day, and he said, "I'll, you know, I will, <laughs> I'll kill you." Because <laughs> he's like a black belt in jujitsu, so I just like, you know, I'm the same around any of my friends. I just ch- try to annoy them. Yes, you know? yes, you do. And I'm like, "Do you think you can beat me in a jujitsu?" And he's like, "I can certainly uh, kill you at any point <laughs> if I wanted to." <laughs> 
So anyway. anyway, he's a very resilient dude. Yes. He's, he, yeah. He, he great take, dude. He could hit. Yeah, he's a good dude. Vinny's a great dude. For some reason, they keep having me on their show once a year. Just once a year. <laughs> but, that's all they yeah. can take you? Yeah. Yeah, that's all that them and the audience can stand, I think. <laughs> but anyway, so when I was on the show, we talked a little bit about the podcast, and I announced to his audience <laughs> the next movie that we were going to you do. You told the audience? I told the audience Jesus what we were going to do. Pandering, uh, because we're going to sure. do a wrestling movie. We 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 probably need more than you know my wife and my mother in law <laughs> listening to this. Yeah, my wife doesn't even listen to it. She's like, "You have like forty five episodes, really?" And I'm like, "What was the last one you listened to?" And she's like, "I don't know, Time Cop." It's a long time. That's ago. episode four, maybe. <laughs> so yeah, we're doing a wrestling movie. That the wrestling community knows about that I don't know about. I'm sure you know this one. Okay. I think we've talked about it briefly before, and you're like, yeah, I really like that movie. Uh, David it, Arquette. Is it ready to rumble? <laughs> Scott Con. Oliver Platt. It's been a long time. Ruse Magoon. Ruse Magoon? <laughs> and the guy that played one of the Fratelli brothers in Goonies, along with a slew of WCW wrestlers. Ready to rumble. So in the 90s, during the Monday Night Wars, as they talk about them all the time, Raw versus Nitro. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Were you a Raw fan or a Nitro fan? I'm a Nitro fan. I knew it. See, I knew it. I was a Raw fan. (laughs) WCW, for me, my sister and brother watched wrestling when I was a kid, and they watched WCW. And then I started watching WWE when they stopped watching wrestling because everybody in WWE was like a cartoon character in the late 80s. So I just watched it like on Saturday morning, Superstars, and then The Undertaker came out, and I was like, "This guy's for me. He's yeah, kind of a fucking horror. He's a horror show. He's shoving people in the caskets and just like being a fucking asshole. All he's the rolling time. his eyes in the like, back of his head and shit. <laughs> and he looks real mean. He's real fucking walks like a robot. Yeah, that was great. And then I didn't watch wrestling for a while. You know, because I got into like, I was like, oh, girls exist. Ooh, what a nice time. And then. Some of those fellas who like wrestling haven't quite gotten there yet. So <laughs> you're on the lucky side of that. And then, uh, yeah, late 90s came back to it when the Attitude Era was in full swing. And I tried to watch Nitro at some points, and I was like, this is terrible. Because I didn't, like, I never liked Hogan. I always thought Hogan was corny, even as a little kid. I'd be like, this guy's a dork. He just fucking pulls his shirt off and then does a leg drop. How's that a finisher? <laughs> That's absurd. He does. A, I, I don't hear you. Yeah. He's like, scream at me some more, please. And he's got that natural mullet. He's like, look at my baby hair. And it turns out that I was right about Hogan. You see? <laughs> you were right about Hogan. Even back then. You were right about Hogan. I was right about Hogan. Yeah, so when, when he went to WCW, I was like, fuck him, good. And then, like, the NWO thing happened, and I really didn't know anything about it, <laughs> honestly. Like, I turned on WCW one day, and Hogan's with a black shirt on and a black beard. And He's I'm like, got a beard. He's got, like, spray paint on his face. <laughs> it's not a beard. And I'm like, oh, okay. Sure. Sure. That was, that was golden age right there. I don't right know what this is. So, like, when Ready to Rumble came out, which was in the dying days of WCW, like the last couple years of WCW, WCW was effectively getting destroyed by Raw all the time in the ratings because they were doing many stupid things. And Brian wrote a book about it. <laughs> which a little, is, little plug for Brian. Which is literally how I met Brian was he came in and auditioned for a part when we were in film school, which... He brings his resume in, and he hands it to me, and I look at it, and at the bottom it says uh, author, 
death at WCW with R.D. Reynolds. And R.D. Reynolds did this website called WrestleCrap that I thought was really funny back in the day. I'm sure he still does it. And I was like, I'm going to give this guy the role no matter what, just because he's somebody I can talk to about wrestling. <laughs> and that was how that happened. But Brian was like all of like 14 or something like that. <laughs> he, he was an author. He put book. He wrote Brian's a, older than me. He wrote a book and he's like, I put it on my resume. Shit. <laughs> that was how Brian and I met. And here we are some... 13 years later, still bitching about wrestling together. But yeah, so this movie came out, I think, in 1999 when WCW was really circling the drain. They had just fired Eric Bischoff. Uh, yes. I think Hogan was out of the company at this point. Well, he had to be because he wasn't in the fucking movie. No, Goldberg's in it, right? Goldberg's in there. Your favorite, my favorite. I don't like Goldberg. I like Goldberg. We've done this already. <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. Ten second matches. Yeah, he just comes out, yeah. spears him. And yeah, that's and it. then Jackhammer, and it's over. Like, it's foolishness. Like, he breathes in fireworks. Smoke Fucking awesome, dude. And awesome. One of the best <laughs> entrances ever. Uh, it's so corny. <laughs> Even thing. more corny than the shit that they're doing now. No. I mean, wrestling's always kind of corny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Totally. But I just thought Goldberg was stupid. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> so anyway. Here we are, ready to rumble. Let's talk about this movie finally. Here we go. You ready? Sure, I think. Oof. All right, we open. We're outside of a convenience store. Scott Kahn and David Arquette, they're two idiot wrestling fans. Scott Kahn is standing there, and he's telling this group of children about the greatest wrestler of all time, Jimmy King. Oliver Platt. Oliver Platt. <laughs> Jimmy King. Who do you think the greatest wrestler of all time is? Oh, my God. Here we go. The greatest wrestler of Give all time. Give it to me. Well, who do you think? Fuck, man. I like Ric Flair. Ric Flair. That's like, a good choice. Hey, thanks. <laughs> I know I didn't write a book on it. <laughs> I'm guest on a pod about it, but, you know, I've yeah. watched some wrestling yeah, before. it's pretty good. Yeah. Ric Flair. I like the four horsemen. I'll take that. Okay. What, who's your favorite? I mean, it's The Undertaker. <laughs> all day long. Yeah. I don't even know why I asked. <laughs> as soon as it came out of my mouth, I was like, oh, no, it's Undertaker. It definitely is. Anyway, so, yeah, he's they're standing there telling these kids who are definitely not amused by them about wrestling, and they're two full, you know, full-grown men. It really paints wrestling fans in a poor light, but it paints them in an accurate light <laughs> at the same time. Because <laughs> you and I have been... To wrestling shows. You, yes, you, we have. You, we've gone <laughs> together to wrestling shows. Why are you calling and, me out? And it's, and it's, <laughs> You're telling all my secrets. And it's always like, I'm standing there yelling something stupid, and then someone near me like turns around and is like, hey, man, can you stop? I'm trying to enjoy the show. And I'm like, oh, sorry, I didn't know that we were taking this seriously. <laughs> I thought we were all in on the joke, but... Apparently it's just me. It's it's uh it's a whole lot of fun. The, we, we jam up to Everett. We went. We jam up to Everett and see a show. I was sitting next to that kid that was like twelve. Yeah, and he was just mad dogging me the entire time. Little kids there, dude. Just angry with me because I'm laughing at what's happening <laughs> in the ring. <laughs> He's just aggravated as piss. <laughs> I think he was full of those two dollar beers they were throwing around <laughs> as well. He was mad. He was mad at you. I'm just trying to eat a big pretzel. Just enjoy the action of this terrible show in front of me. This fucking awful circus. 
Anyway, David Arquette, he has some sort of mental breakdown and goes into a fantasy world where he and the convenience store clerk are, like, cutting a promo on each other. They have a, a wrestling A wrestling match. promo. But they just talk shit at each they other. They talk shit in a very exaggerated way. That's why a lot of wrestlers aren't very good actors, because they t- carry the same nonsensical way that you act in a wrestling ring into a film, and then it doesn't it doesn't translate. You know, that's why there's very few people who've actually made the jump. I think a two are pretty good right now. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Good stuff. Uh, Bautista. Oh yeah. Batista. Batista's really good. Batista actually it, Yeah, he he did it. Cena? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He's, he's working on he's it, a I guess. Silly fucker, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he's a, he's a little Dude, his fuck. hands are like ridiculous. Like there's some he's yeah, yeah. some weird growth stuff going on with that guy. <laughs> You don't think that's genetic? Mm. That his hands are the size of an Oldsmobile? <laughs> that he can palm a car? <laughs> I think I saw him peel an orange and it looked like <laughs> looked like a golf ball or something like that. <laughs> oh, so anyway, these two idiots are cutting promos on each other and then they break out in a wrestling match in the store. And fucking Macho Man Randy Savage shows up. Yeah. And he's there to be he's there to be the clerk's partner. Take me in. I got a rap album. Have you heard it? Be a man, Hogan. Come on, don't be scared. Be a man, Hogan. It's <laughs> the best, dude. You're running from Macho. That's what I heard. His rap album is one of the most amazingly terrible things that have ever existed. Rest in peace, Randy Savage. Not to speak ill of the dead. What's the name of his album? Be a man. Oh, shit, of course. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, we're seriously behind here. <laughs> so they have a, they're having a match in the thing, and David Arquette needs a partner. The King shows up. Jimmy King shows up in his fantasy world. The King's finisher is a double axe handle off the top rope called the Crown. It's just as lame as Hogan's leg drop. <laughs> Brings it down on their head, pins on the end. That's it. And then David Arquette comes out of his haze he, and he's like oh I had brain freeze and this is pretty much like the perfect role for David Arquette because he's just playing like some stupid idiot and I feel like not to be mean to David Arquette or anything that he's just kind of a stupid idiot in real life <laughs> all of his characters that he's ever played they, they did have a bit of a duh, yeah he's kinda, just kind of like, he's a wrestler now well yeah I mean he's, he was a wrestler back then he's like but he's like doing like fucking yeah he's doing some shows no holds barred matches yeah and <laughs> he tried to walk out on it <laughs> he was like oh, I didn't think I didn't think about it before I signed up for this so anyway David Arquette then goes into the store and gets a free refill on his slushie by sticking his hand in his ass crack and making his hand smell like shit and then putting it in the clerk's face. Doesn't it smell terrible? It's never worked for me. It's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of the same as the joke from Mallrats with the pretzel. The pretzel, yeah. yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. So next we go and we meet David Arquette's dad. His dad's a cop, pulls up out front of the convenience store. Dad hates wrestling, wants David Arquette to be a cop like everyone else in the family, tells him wrestling's for dirt bags and lily pickers. I got nothing. Okay, great. <laughs> and the boys then walk off. You know, they're like, well, Dad, I like wrestling, and I'm getting out of here. And they walk off to the tune of that old lit song. You know that song? That lit song? Dan it. Dan it. Dan it. This one. Let's see. 
Is that what you do all day? That, that's what I sit here and do. So you just do that. You I play that an out of tune guitar. <laughs> I, play, I play lit on an out of tune guitar. Riff yeah. from a, I don't know. Yeah, that one. The, that old jam plays. Old, own worst enemy? Yes. I am my own worst enemy. Yeah, that shit plays. And that leads us into the next scene. Oh, uh, oh wait, wait, wait. I haven't watched, I've, I've seen this and I've seen it multiple times. Uh, but how old are they supposed to be? I think they're supposed to be in the, like their mid twenties. Okay, early thirties, late forties. <laughs> no, I think they're supposed to be like early twenties, probably. Maybe. Yeah. Nineteen. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think. I don't think they're teenagers. I'm just saying. Uh, Seventeen years old, maybe. I don't know. No, they got to be in their early twenties or late twenties, maybe. Because it leads to our next scene, Scott Kahn and David Arquette, they are septic tank slash porta potty cleaners. That's what they do for their job. Scott Kahn doesn't have a family. They make they talk about this a lot, or a few times, where he's like, At least you have a dad. Yeah, he does say that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, bro, fucking chill out. And apparently like he inherited this business from his dad, the porta potty cleaning business. That's what he left him was shit <laughs> this shitty job so they're both very excited because they're going to monday night nitro oh okay here we go that night here's a tie-in or the next night or some night they're going to nitro and they're gonna see jimmy king do battle with diamond dallas page ddp ddp yeah this for is the prim- championship prime ddp you can correct me if i'm wrong because you are a wcw fan but so ddp is a heel in this movie He's a bad guy. Yeah. But I don't remember him ever being a bad guy in WCW. No, no. He was he was a crowd favorite for yeah. sure. So it come it's it's kind of weird. He would, I the, he would do the diamond cutter. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, just do yeah. it. Yeah. And I don't I don't know why they didn't just cast one of the heel wrestlers, but they, you know, they picked it. I guess DDP was like their most popular wrestler at the time. Yeah, he was super But popular. Goldberg was around too. He was in the movie yeah, and yeah, I feel it's like so Gold- weird that Goldberg. I don't yeah. remember Goldberg and DDP being around the same time. Yeah. I feel like DDP was older. They were both in the in the film together. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. Uh, so, you know, they're out on a job, and all they, they're talking about is how much they love Jimmy King. We're going to see the King! And it's like, man, you guys are really... This is all you think about is wrestling. And I'm sure there are actual people out there that all they think about is wrestling. And I'm like... Oh, this is why people hate me so much because I don't just think about wrestling all the time. <laughs> and this is why people are always like, don't have him back on the show, Brian. We hate him. Do people actually say that? Yes. <laughs> there are little clips of the show on YouTube that they post because now they film the show. <laughs> like, Funny. you know, and so there are clips of it on it. They put clips of it on YouTube and I like looked at the comments and like, people were like, like fuck, that. fuck him, I hate him. Like somebody wrote and I thought it was the funniest fucking comment. They wrote, <laughs> get rid of this grease ball. He's trash. <laughs> and I laughed and laughed and I actually went as far as to reply to the comment. Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> (laughs) 
<laughs> and then, so for years, and I'm getting off track again here, but for years, I've been going on this show. Years and years. Yeah, you've been going on for a point. while. Yeah. And they have a website, and on the website, there's a message board. And on the message board, Brian all the time is like, yeah, people hate you on the message board this year. They hate you on the message board. So this year I was like, give me access to the message board. I don't know why I didn't come up with this years ago, but I was like, give me access to the message board. I want to go on there. Then people can just yell at me straight to me, sort of, through a keyboard. But they can yell right at me, and right. it'll be fun for me to have idiots You'll just, you're just <laughs> yelling at me all the time. <laughs> so, just get them all worked up. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to go on there and aggravate people get them more. La- get them lathered up. Yeah. So I got, you know, the next day. I have access to the message board suddenly, and I'm like, okay, great. So I go on there, and they have the rumble thread is already going, and people are already saying bad things about me. And I post, I say, okay, here I am. Go on. Let's have it. Give it to me. And literally from that point on, nobody talks shit. Nobody says shit to me. They knew you were on there. What the fuck is that about? You've been, you've had this for years, this pent up anger <laughs> toward me. And now you can speak directly to me. Tell me how much of a fucking asshole do you think I am? G- great. And now I that. can respond to you. <laughs> and, uh, and now you're like, no, no, I don't want to. Now they'll know. Now they'll know. You're all wimps. I've gotten off track again. <laughs> this I, th- is- <laughs> I think you're the heel. I am the heel. <laughs> Oh, so in the next scene, we meet Scott Kahn's love interest, a woman named Brittany, that, who works at a fast food restaurant that serves both burgers and tacos. Nice. I thought that was strange. Is there such a place? Why do one thing well when you can do two things crappy? <laughs> Have, is there a fast food restaurant that serves both tacos and burgers? Well, there's Pizza Hut Taco Bell. But they're two separate businesses. But they're right together. In the, the I know spot. there's a fucking KFC Taco Bell right, right? up the street. KFC A and W. But I'm saying, is there one restaurant that's just one name that serves both tacos and burgers? Jack in the Box. God damn it, you're right. Okay, thank you. <laughs> we settled that. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Oh, and that's the end of the episode. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. There's another woman that works at this restaurant. Her name is Wendy. And she's much more suited towards Scott Kong because she loves wrestling. She says to Scott, do you think Jimmy King will beat Diamond Dallas Page tonight? You know, while Brittany's like, you guys are fucking losers, all of you. And it's obvious that Wendy, Brittany doesn't want anything to do with Scott Kong, but Wendy wants to get in them Scott Kong jeans, you see, to undo that button fly. Sure, you know? sure. Bloop, bloop. Boxers are brief, Scott Kong. They're painting a lovely picture. <laughs> Thank you. So then they eat lunch right next to, they're sitting on the back of the truck and there's a pipe at the back of the truck and it's like leaking shit water while they're eating lunch and having this discussion. (laughs) And it's really gross, but kind of funny. And then Scott Kahn shows David Arquette that he's made a bracelet that says WWKD, what would King do? Wow. (laughs) And then David Arquette's really excited because he made him one too. And these guys have a bad obsession with wrestling yeah they're, they're really into it <laughs> it's it's overboard but then at the same time i'm like there are people like this there certainly are yeah yeah there yeah, are people yeah. well i think when this movie came out too there wasn't much else the internet was 
in its infancy, really. Right. Ninety nine. Right. So this was, you know, if you weren't into baseball, basketball, or football, you were in the wrestling. You're in the and wrestling. it was like the hottest time to be in the wrestling. Right. 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 Like I remember walking around in high school and seeing like jock kids wearing wrestler shirts, and me being like, "When did this happen? <laughs> like, I thought this was my thing. All right, fine, great." I thought this was my thing. <laughs> I guess I'll get in the baseball then. Sure. <laughs> uh, so now we're off to Monday Night Nitro. In the ring, we have a battle going on. A maskless Rey Mysterio is in there. Yeah, that's right. You know, because there was a little while where he wrestled without a mask. He doesn't do that anymore. He still wrestles. He still wrestles. <laughs> He's back. Better than ever. He's fit. He his is. Knees, his, How old is his he? His knees are working for once. <laughs> you guys like had like 19 knee surgeries, but he's still doing it. So yeah, Rey Mysterio is fighting somebody. I don't know who a lot of the WCW guys are. So he's in the ring fighting some people. I'm like, I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. Then the Nitro Girls, they come out for a dance. Remember the Nitro I Girls? Do I'm the Nitro sure girls. that was what drew you to Nitro instead of Raw. It was for the love of the game, They're sir. like, hmm. This one has half-naked women dancing. <laughs> this one has half-naked women wrestling. I'll go with the dancing. Thank you. And, of course, the leader of the Nitro Girls is Rose McGowan. Rose McGowan. Rose McGooey. She is the head Nitro Girl. I read some... Really? She's the head Nitro She's Girl? She's the head Nitro Girl. Okay. David Arquette's obsessed with her. You know, standing there drooling, you know, like... <laughs> Every other wrestling fan would be, oh, I think her name's Sasha or something. She's the best one. Oh, and this whole thing, his obsession with her, that'll come into play a little bit later. But uh, yeah, she's the leader of the Nitro Girls. I read online that she hated doing this movie. <laughs> uh, I bet. Didn't want to do the movie. I bet she did. Threw out the script multiple times before doing the movie, which leads me to say, why did you do the movie if you didn't want to do the movie so much? <laughs> Cash talks, man. I guess so. But you can't you can't sit around giving your lines through gritted teeth. <laughs> As it's obvious throughout the whole movie that she does not want to be there. She doesn't want to be there. <laughs> She's just like, She's, no. Hi, David Arquette. How are you? <laughs> I had to learn choreography for this yeah she's not she's not happy to not be in, around not into it so backstage the weaselly promoter played by that fratelli brother i don't know <laughs> what is it's about joe pantilano sure joey pants old joey pants sure we'll call him joey that pants. the fratelli he was one yeah, of the yeah, fratelli yeah, yeah the short fratelli yeah yeah, yeah joey yeah. pants he was the one that they broke out of jail he's been in everything he's great yeah he's the best he's always good He's great. Memento, he? Matrix, fuck, everything. Fuck Memento. I, I mean, hate that easy, movie. Easy. I hate that movie. That movie is so stupid. God damn it, CB. <laughs> Don't bring up Memento okay, around okay. me. Let's get back. Don't on ever around. bring that up to me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back on track. I hate it. Ugh. Do you have it? I don't know. No, because Janelle here. hates it, too. It's in here somewhere. No, it's not. We hate it. Wasn't that Christopher Nolan? Yeah, man. Fucking that guy. Guy Pierce. <laughs> <laughs> Do you understand I that noise? I, I think I know how you feel about <laughs> it. <laughs> Do you understand what that means? Oh, anyway, the Fratelli Joey Pants is <laughs> walking around backstage. We get a Booker T sighting. There's Booker T. 
There he is. Booker T. John Cena's in this too, right? Does he pop up? He is in the background, out of focus you in can't, a gym scene. You can't see him because he's super shrunk. He's you can't, like super skinny. <laughs> you can't see him because you can't see him. And then he does the thing? <laughs> he does this with his hand and he disappears. He's like a fucking genie or something. I don't know what that is. You can't see him because his time is now. <laughs> anyway. Goldberg is standing there. That's right. Goldberg's standing there talking to DDP. Joey Pants goes and talks to DDP, pulls him aside, and is like, tonight we're screwing the king out of the championship. Well, they can't just write him out because it's just a show. Maybe he doesn't want to be written out. You can just write people out. But this is kind of a call out to the Montreal screw job. Bret Hart getting screwed out of the championship by one Vince McMahon. Because Vince thought that Brett was going to walk with the championship. It's the most overly talked about bullshit thing that's ever happened in wrestling. I ever. know very little about wrestling. I mean, and I knew. And <laughs> You're I knew, lying. And I knew about it. You're a liar. <laughs> I know very little about wrestling except for everything that happened in the early 80s and late 90s. <laughs> and all of the wrestlers' names now. I, but I know very little. Thank you. Amy? Don't come downstairs on Monday nights. I'm just down there editing films uh, that I haven't made. <laughs> don't try to fucking, don't try to be that guy. Secretly watching <laughs> wrestling in my wrestling garb. I'm wearing a cape. My my wrestling figures. So yeah, they're going to screw Jimmy King out of the, the title. whoop de doo In the ring later on, we have the late great Mean Gene Okerlund. Doing the announcing of the match. Uh, rest in peace, Mean Gene. He's announcing the participants. DDP is out first. He's got his gang with him. Bam Bam Bigelow. <laughs> That's right. Sid Vicious. <laughs> Sid Vicious. Sid wow, Vicious dude. slash Sid Justice, depending on yeah. what yeah. Wh- who you watched. Psycho Sid. One of those three things, I guess. The best. Him. Bam Bam Bigelow. The Beast from Asbury Park. Uh, definitely the most famous person I can think of from Asbury Park, New Jersey. For sure. I mean, I've you know. never heard of it before then. <laughs> well, you know Springsteen. I know Springsteen's from there. <laughs> That's the joke, because fuck Springsteen. Because the stinks. boss is from there. Fuck him. I don't like Springsteen either. You don't like Springsteen either? Kiss all a fire without a smock. I thought when I was a child, I thought he said smock. <laughs> he said you can't start his fire without a smock. I think you're maybe like 15 years too too late for Springsteen. <laughs> and I thought... And I thought, why can't you start a fire without a smock? It's just something you wear when you're, like, finger painting. I, what's he talking about? And then years later, I was like, spark. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's spark. True. That that's makes, true. You need a spark to you start do. <sighs> that makes a lot of sense. I think I didn't like Springsteen because my brother and sister liked him so much. That's what I'm saying. I, I like, think they like, guys. <laughs> like, 15 years like too late. I like weird Which is so much more cool. I like MC Hammer. (laughs) So much cooler than uh, MC Hammer the best. (laughs) Springsteen. (laughs) Oh, so then Jimmy King comes out to the ring, and you know Arquette and Scon they're in the crowd. Scon, Scott (laughs) Con. I knew you meant Scon. Just call him Scon from now. Scon, that's fine. They're in the crowd. Dark (laughs) Kit. They're in the crowd and they're creaming their jeans when they say, "Oh, it's Jimmy King!" Oh God, you know. Here's the thing that I that I want to point out: the fuck is Oliver Platt doing in this movie? <laughs> I was going to bring that up earlier. I just feel like, <laughs> what is this? He seems a little out of out of place. He's a pretty good actor. He's a great actor, 
with a pedigree, I would say. Yes. Not Triple H's pedigree, you fucking wrestling nerds. <laughs> a regular fucking pedigree. But go in there and, like, yeah, come to him with a wrestling being a, a wrestling I mean, a wrestler. He does, he does a great job. He sells it. He's awesome. He sells it, it, you know. But I'm like, why is Oliver? He looks a little uncomfortable in his <laughs> in his tights. But who wouldn't? Yeah, I, 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 yeah, Oliver Platt, really weird person to be in this movie, but he's there. So the the king has his boys with him: Conan, Perry Saturn, and Kurt Henning. Mister Perfect, rest Mr. in Perfect. peace. Rest in peace, Mr. Perfect. Saturn. Oh, my God. Saturn. <laughs> Who later on went on to WWE and had a gimmick where he was in love with a mop. Uh, Wrestling. <laughs> in love with a mop. <laughs> you see. Uh, so the king, he put, he gets in the ring, cuts a pretty standard wrestling promo. Then he sings, I'm the king of rock. There is none higher. Sucker MCs will call me sire. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, it's bad. And then the match starts. And it starts out normal. You know, the guys are in the ring and they're talking to each other, calling their spots. Because for those of you who don't know, wrestlers, when they're in the ring, they're talking to each other the entire time. Arm drag, hip toss, fucking throw me out of the ring or something. It's choreographed. It's Yeah, it's not real. I guess. You're going to ruin it. Just you're going to ruin it for all the rest Well, of this fans. movie ruins it because they're in the ring just talking to each other. All right, give me a hip toss, baby. And Oliver Platt's character, every one of his lines ends with baby. He's always saying baby. <laughs> give me a hip toss, baby. All right, baby. Here we go, baby. Very strange. So they're at, they're calling their moves, you know, and they're having a match. And everybody in the crowd's very psyched. And then the old Fratelli gives him... Joey Pants, he gives him a wink, gives DDP the signal, and he just starts really kicking the shit out of Oliver Platt, out of the king. King. And referee Charles Robinson is in there, Lil Nature, the referee that looks like a little Nature Boy Rick player. (laughs) He's in the ring. Oh, God. I know too much about wrestling. It makes me sad sometimes (laughs) that I know so much about wrestling. Oh, God. So he's in the ring, and he tries to stop. He's like, what are you doing, man? And DDP throws him out of the way, which should result in a disqualification right there. Immediately matches over, but for some reason it doesn't. DDP then throws King through a table, and then the King hits DDP in the head with a chair. So all of this, there should have been multiple disqualifications at this point, but there haven't been. But wrestling doesn't really follow logic, so why should a movie? It's a screw job. (laughs) Why should a movie about It's the Cheyenne screw job because that's where they're at. Cheyenne. Uh, so anyway, DDP's boys come out and they start kicking the shit out of the king altogether. And then the king's friends come out, but they turn on him and they start kicking the shit out of him. So it's bad news for the king. It's very distressing for David Arquette and Scott Kahn and the crowd. They're very upset about this. King's their man. Yeah. So, of course, the king loses. DDP is the new champ and... Joey Pants says, you'll never see the king in WCW again. Uh, and that's the end of that. So on the way home, Scott Kahn and David Arquette, they're both crying about the king losing. Very upset. And this ends up with them flipping their shit truck over, <laughs> spilling fucking feces all over the road. And then out of nowhere, a tractor trailer full of toilet paper comes in and crashes in and spills toilet paper into all of the feces. Great joke. Great <laughs> gag. 
shits. <laughs> Piss and shit flies everywhere on the cops, on the fire department, on Scott Kahn and David Arquette. They all get covered in piss and shit, liquefied shit. Toilet paper. And piss and wet, the toilet, wet, paper. toilet paper. The toilet paper rolls to one of their feet. They pick yeah, it, it up. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It's good. That is... It's a good game. I guess. <laughs> so now they have no jobs and nothing the better nothing better to do. So David Arquette decides that they should find the king and try to get him back on top because they don't understand that wrestling's not real. <laughs> they, they don't understand it. So they hitch a ride with some nuns and they sing Running with the Devil with the nuns and it's a big waste of time. This movie is an hour and 47 minutes long and there's all these things that happen throughout. They're like, could have cut that. Could have got that. Yeah, could have yeah, been yeah, an hour yeah. and could have been 80 minutes. This movie could have been an hour long. <laughs> really? I I, when I worked at the video store, I'd play this movie all the time in the store. <laughs> <laughs> I would play it like, oh, it's over. I'm going to put it on again. <laughs> Just repeat. So we're at a truck stop. The two guys, they meet up with that red haired kid from American Pie. He was also in other things, but in most notably from American Pie. You know, the red haired kid. He's like, I got lead before the other guys by his like tutor or something. I don't know. <laughs> You'd know him if you saw him. The redheaded guy. The from- redheaded guy from American Pie and all those other like late 90s romantic comedies. He was in all of them. Anyway, they enlist him to help them find Jimmy King's where, you know, find out where he is using this newfangled thing called the internet. Because red haired guy. He, he, he knows all about the internet. He knows the internet well. So they go off, they find Jimmy King's shithouse, and they meet his wife, Eugenia. And it turns out the king hasn't been home in two years, and she's not a lot of help. And then they meet Jimmy King's son, who hates his dad, and then he smiles, and he has, like, a mouthful of... They're supposed to be braces, but it just looks like they wrapped foil around his teeth. (laughs) And they're very scared of his mouth. That's the end of that. The search continues at King's parents' house, where they find out that he took the parents' motor home and absconded. And then Red Hair uses the blasted internet to find where the motor home is parked. So they go and meet the king. He finds where the where the, <laughs> where the motor home is parked? He's yeah, it's parked in like a motor home, like a trailer park. Oh, okay. So he's like, it's at this trailer park in this spot. So they go to find him, and he's there. He's dressed as a woman. <laughs> he's in drag in disguise. <laughs> so people don't see him. I don't know. And he's drunk as fuck. And he's drunk for the rest of the movie, pretty much. The king doesn't want to talk to him, and they say, we'll pay you money to talk to us. They pay him $30, and he's cool with that. So they talk to him. Scott Kahn, he's like... the Scott. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> Scott. He thinks that Jimmy King has lost his marbles. He's, this guy's crazy. Let's get the fuck out of here. But David Arquette, he says, King needs us. We can't leave him. This is his time of need, and he, he needs us, and we got to help him out. And that, this is a point where the king tries to explain to him that wrestling isn't real. He's like, it's like a dance. It's like a circus. And they're like, yeah, okay, sure, whatever you say. And uh, he becomes very frustrated with them, tells them to get out of his house. And instead of leaving, they assault him. They grab him, put him in like a figure four, and like start yelling at him. And he breaks out of the move, and he fucking beats them up. So he just like, <laughs> they, they, he tells them it's fake. So then he they try to wrestle him. Yes. Okay. And then he kicks he, their ass. He kicks. He gives them the crown. He crowns both of them, and they're very excited to be crowned. And for some reason, all of this makes the king believe 
in these two jackasses. And then you know what happens? What? It happens again. They played it again? They play it again. Is there a montage? I think that the lit song wished that it could be Smash Mouth Rockstar. I think it was a poor man's Smash Mouth Rockstar. You know, because Smash Mouth Rockstar was in everything. Given the option <laughs> between Smash Mouth Rockstar and Lit's own worst enemy, mm-hmm. I would take a punch to the face. <laughs> uh, hey one? now, you're a rock star. Get your game on. Go play. That song was in everything. All that glitters is gold. I remember being in the Shrek movie. It was. It was in fucking American Pie, I think. It was in every movie. They wrote that one song, and everybody was like, man, it was good. God bless them. Yeah. Good for you, Smash Mouth, wherever you are. Lit, also, I guess. A little less good for you, but still good for you. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy. Do we boy. get a montage of them like teaching them how to wrestle? They get You get a montage of them driving somewhere. <laughs> driving the... Uh, oh, they're going. They're driving to wherever Monday Night Nitro is that week. That's that's what they're doing. So we get to Nitro. The boys deliver a porta potty with the king hidden inside, and uh, oh, which the old sure. the old Trojan shit horse. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I don't think that's what the they had intended uh, with the Trojan yeah. horse. But no, probably not. They're like someday. Uh, men will have portable toilets, and they will hide a man inside to get him into the wrestling match. <laughs> so they put the porta potty with all these other porta potties that are backstage. Which why would they have a bunch of porta potties backstage? Aren't there just bathrooms in stadiums? <laughs> it's in a, well, I mean, for the for people, they line up they line up porta potties for people. But this is in the backstage area. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, I think everybody has a bathroom back there. Sure. They have locker rooms and shit. Yeah. They're all walking around fucking dicks out, <laughs> pissing on each other. That's how I picture it, I guess. <laughs> Everybody's nude. <laughs> Everybody's seen each other's bits. We're not here to talk about your, your, <laughs> There's your, your bits, your and here's dreams. this guy's bits, and the women are over here looking at their bits. Everybody's bits are out. Yeah, okay. <laughs> In the wrestling. <laughs> They've all seen each other. Whoop, bow. Whoop, bow. Whoop. And so anyway, the, the boys, they then they go peeping in the Nitro Girls dressing room. Do they really? Yeah. <laughs> they're like walking by and the doors open and all the Nitro Girls are, of course, in their underwear. And they're like, <laughs> and, you know, we get a lot of ass and tit close-ups. Because that's what they're looking they're at. They're looking at like moving here's, here's some boobs walking by, and then there's a butt walking by the other way. You know? It's like handheld, like follows. Yeah. Like, hey, oh, look oh, at those. Whoop, look at that there. Jeez Louise and Brickhouse, please. She's a brick house. You know, you know that one? Great. Yeah, I've heard it. <laughs> so uh, then Rose McGowan comes up, and she's like, hey, what are you guys doing peeping? You guys shouldn't be back Peeping here. in this room. Well, she's like, why are you guys looking in this room? Gritted teeth. <laughs> Just, why are you doing this? And they're like, oh, you know, and he, you know, David Arquette says something about Rose McGowan's breasts, and she finds it charming or something. <laughs> you think those are nice? Wow. And then she doesn't beat it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Joey Pants and DDP show up, and, they, and they're and they getting ready to shoot a promo. They got the cameras there. 
And they start shooting the promo. They start talking shit on Jimmy King. Then the King busts out of the toilet, assaults DDP, assaults Joey Pants. Then Scott Kahn and fucking David Arquette come up, and they assault Joey Pants. <laughs> and everybody should be arrested, but they're not. Then Bam Bam Bigelow shows up and beats up David Arquette. Sure. Uh, then for some reason, the King pins DDP in the backstage area, and he's like, "Now I'm the champion." Because he Which, thinks, because he thinks that would that'll work. Yeah, I guess a guy who's been fired from a company who's now breaking and entering and assaulting people, he thinks that he can win his championship back by pinning someone not even in the ring. This isn't the hardcore title, which you could pin anyone anywhere. This is the regular title. This is not a false count anywhere match. <laughs> Don't you need a, a referee? The referee pops up and it's just like, yeah, one. Two, Does three. he really? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, it's really weird. And then you look in the background and fucking Disco Inferno is standing in the background. You remember Disco Inferno, the wrestler that was his gimmick was he just danced. He danced a lot. Disco and wore a giant cowboy hat like fucking Turd Ferguson. <laughs> you know, it's a funny hat. I do remember Disco Inferno. And you're like, there's Disco Inferno. And we never see Kurt Henning again, so it's like they replaced Kurt Henning with Disco Inferno. They just put new wrestlers and they like, let's just uh, rotate these guys out. So then, of course, Joey Pants is like, this This isn't a real match. This doesn't count. And he announces they're going to have a $1 million cage match at the next pay-per-view instead of calling the cops. <laughs> He's like, we're going to have a cage match. Winner gets the belt and a million dollars. They've uh, managed to evade jail time here, so I guess, you know, it's time to party. So the next scene is a party scene at the King's trailer. Everybody's there. Rose McGowan, for some reason, is there and wants to hang out. The Nitro girls are there? They're there dancing. And Rose McGowan, for some reason, she's the head Nitro girl, but she doesn't really dance with them very much. (laughs) They're always just dancing, and she's always just dicking around. So she goes up to David Arquette, and she's talking to him, and it really seems like she probably has some ulterior motives, you know? Because why would she talk to David Arquette? Mean Gene and Disco Inferno are also at the party They're at the out. trailer. Mean Gene, at one point, grabs the king, and Mean Gene's drunk. <laughs> and, he, and he says to, to, to the king, he's like, do people think I'm sexy? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, the, that's the funniest part of the movie. So then the king... Tries to make a run for it. He's scared. He's like, they're going to kill me in this cage match. I got to get out of here. He tries to make a run for it, but falls down a manhole, which should effectively break all the bones in his body. That would probably kill him. <laughs> but he just turns up uh, at a different part in the city, and like, he rode the waves of sewage to a different part of the city, and the guys find him because they know, know the sewers. They know the sewers because they're shit men. Uh, I do not remember that part, but it sounds likely. Yeah. And so they, they convince him, or try to convince him, to to fight DDP, and he's still trying to run away from them. So they take the king to train with an old-ass man, Sal Bandini. He's a tough old bastard. He's based on Stu Hart, a real-life tough old bastard, father of all of the Hart all children. All the Hearts. The Hart boys. The Hart Foundation. And women. There are Hart women as well. He's the guy. He used to beat his kids in their basement all the time. And people are like, yeah, it's great. Canadian bastard. Old school Canadian <laughs> he used bastard. to choke out his 12-year-old son to teach him how to wrestle. Yeah, that's good. I never really understood that. Anyway, uh, Sal is played by legendary actor Martin Landau, by the way. Who's probably really fucking old. 
But this in yeah, this movie pretty old. two thousand. Yeah. Then we get a little training session where Sal kicks the shit out of the king. Ha ha ha. Laugh, laugh, laugh. Next, David Arquette goes to hang out with Rose McGowan at her apartment. Oliver uh, Platt is like taking a lot of falls. He does. He gets of, kicked in the nuts a hundred times. Weird Pratt fall kind of stuff. Falling like, down. Physical comedy, which yeah. does not seem like his bag. No. It seems like it, it look you know, they got a stunt double stunt that double. looks really like him or he did his own stunts which would have been insane <laughs> speaking of which scott Kahn did all of his did own all stunts, of his stunts yeah in this movie so that's weird <laughs> why he would do that i don't he's know he's a badass that little guy yeah he's he's jacked as well in this film i don't remember him from anything else on earth but his name was on the front of the movie case so he must be somebody i think he's related to james Kahn. oh <laughs> Is that true? Or are you just trying to fool me again? He's James Gunn's son. Are you? I don't believe you. Oh, <laughs> well, anyway, so he goes to Rose McGowan's apartment. He brings her a bunch of bananas, which is kind of funny because he's like, flower shop was closed. Here's a ban- here's some bananas. At dinner, she's asking him all these questions about King. Definitely setting up those ulterior weird. Motors. Yeah, very very strange. Then they take it to the bedroom and they have some jeans time. Whoop. Nice. Hello. So she might have had ulterior motives, but David Arquette still got some jeans time. So win some, you lose some, I guess. There. Next day, they go to the gym, and this is the gym where John Cena is in the background, and you can't see him because he's continually waving his hand over his face and disappearing and reappearing. Like you can't see me. <laughs> this is where he got that gimmick from. He, he was like, I did this movie a few years ago, and they couldn't see me. I think that could be a thing. Like, I'm a man you can't see. I'm a ghost. I don't know. Let's, we'll work it out. Let's, let's, let's just roll with it. We'll, we'll go. We'll, yeah, it'll be fine. My head is a perfect square. <laughs> it's a square. A weird shape, dude. <laughs> yeah, he's very... It's weird. Like, how tall? He's, like, really short, too. I, you've said this before that John Cena is very short, but he's not. <laughs> or somebody else was arguing with me that John Cena was short. His head is, like, the size of a TV. Like a small TV. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. John Cena as like an actual actor, I guess you know he's, time will tell. But like you he's know, funny. I think I said I think the same. I, I had the same thing when Dwayne went off to be an actor. I was like, I don't, I don't know. But he's he's doing it, dude. He's been in like a million movies. He does a hundred movies a year. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's acting all the time, constantly. Skyscraper, and they're saw, all great except for Skyscraper's not very good. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I'm glad I missed that one. I have it if you want to borrow it. No, thanks. I bought it on Black Friday for $5. Rampage was great, though. Oh, God. And so was uh, Jumanji. Jumanji was good. And the game plan. And the tooth fairy. No. (laughs) And the rundown. (laughs) All right, the rundown was pretty good. And everything else is that Walking Tall. Walking Tall was a movie. Isn't that uh, Knoxville's in that? I don't know. Good. (laughs) I don't know. What am I talking about? Oh, they go to the gym, and Goldberg's at the gym, and they they ask, you know, will you back up King in the in the championship match? And he's like, no, I work alone. I'm Goldenberger. <laughs> I got this sweet tribal tat uh, I got in the mid-80s. Do you have any tribal? Yeah. You have some tribal, don't yeah. you? Yeah, I do. Ugh. It's going to stay there forever. You ever think about a cover-up or anything? <laughs> Jeez. It's like a badge of dishonor. <laughs> it's like, yes, I was over 18 in 1990. 
That's that's what tribal screams to me. I belong to a <laughs> tribe of idiots. <laughs> yeah. We're all tribals. <sighs> you know. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> got to keep the bad ones with the good ones. I have all the bad ones. You got some pretty bad ones. I have no good ones. I have one good one. I, I, I agree. <laughs> I have a lot of bad tattoos. <laughs> Ooh. So that night, Sid and Perry Saturn, they go to... <laughs> Perry Saturn. <laughs> they go to... Boogie. Speaking of bad tattoos, just look at Perry Saturn's body. Ooh. He's one of those dudes that got tattoos but didn't have, like, a, a plan for his tattoos. So there's just, like, one here, one here, one over here, three on his leg. Like, there's nothing to connect all of them. He's just like, oh, yeah, give me a lion's head on my left tit. Then right inside my thigh, give me a pot of gold. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, there's no rhyme or reason to it at all. <laughs> it's insane. Oh, God bless you, Perry Saturn, wherever the fuck you are. Is he alive? I hope he's alive. I gotta, I gotta look it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so they, they, these two go to Sal Bandini's house to kidnap him or something, and they get the shit kicked out of him by old Sal until Sid smashes a chair over his back. <laughs> Just breaks a fucking Super chair old up. man. Uh, so the, the gang, they go to see Sal in the hospital. And this is where we really, we finally get that confirmation that Rose McGowan is in cahoots with Joey Pant. Because she calls him and is like, yeah, you know, like Sal's dead or whatever. And, you know, I'm doing everything I can. I love you, that whole business. And David Arquette's standing right behind her. And I'm like, why did you make this call? Why would this be the time? Why not make that call when you're not around everyone? (laughs) Oh, but, you know. I'm trying to put logic where logic shouldn't. There's yeah, no place. Yeah, there's no, logic. no place for logic. So Sal gives the king a pep talk and tells them, you got to get out of town. You got to get back to basics. And then they go and they jump in the truck. And David Arquette, he tells Rose McGowan to fuck off. And then a bit of Kid Rock plays. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be a cowboy, baby. There's no way to like you know, punctuate a scene. You remember that? that? Little Kid Rock. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do Kid remember Rock. that song. Yes. There's, yes. In like the probably 96, I think, I, I went to a Warped tour. I went to a couple Warped tours. Geez, you're aging yourself like, right now. <laughs> Loved it. Loved the Warp Tour. Saw all kinds of bands. Went to warp, warp Tour tours. 3. <laughs> I can saw the Descendants of that Warp Tour. Like in all kinds of good bands. But uh, saw Kid Rock at the Warp Tour, and this was before Ball with the Ball came out, and everyone. Please don't ever say that. <laughs> was very stoked on Ball with the Ball. <laughs> da bang, da bang, diggy, diggy. And I watched Kid Rock, and he had the, the little man with him. Rest in peace, little man. His little. Uh, his little friend. <laughs> what, was, what was his name? Joe C. Oh yeah, you little remember guy, Joe C. Little the little, yes. <laughs> the you, little man. You could leave it at that. Yes. You had him there, you know, and I stood there and I watched Kid Rock and I was like, "This is terrible. No one will ever like this." And then a year later, Ball with the Ball came out and I was like, "I'm always wrong. I'm you're always wrong. wrong you're about wrong about <laughs> that. Laser discs, DVDs, <laughs> Blu-rays. <laughs> There's been more than that." <laughs> I'm wrong all the time about what people like. 
obviously with the two movies I've made in my life. You thought laser discs were going to be great? God. (laughs) (laughs) Don't lump me in with your fucking bad choices. Like, ah, Spree. People are going to love seeing a guy. People are going to love this movie. People are going to love seeing a guy have his mouth put on a fucking tailpipe. (laughs) Like, people are going to love that. (sighs) I'm really proud of that scene. I saw mine. That was the best scene in the movie. That might be the best scene in the movie. It, yeah. was, it was very well shot. It sure. was. It was. Thank you. Kudos. I directed it, though. I told you what to do. <laughs> he said, put the camera here. Like this. <laughs> Go like this. Put it, yeah, there. Put it there. Now do like this. Do like this. Yeah, that's still how I direct. Sebastian was very confused. Push the button. Push the button. <laughs> when we did Tungus. <laughs> I was like, camera here? Like this? And he'd be like, oh, okay, Mark. <laughs> Whatever you say. He's like, just go stand over there and have some gummy bears. <laughs> like, go stare at the sun. So anyway, on their way back to basics, the king goes to see his wife. She kicks him in the nuts a couple times, uh, an ongoing thing. And then the sun comes out and smiles, and the king is very frightened of his teeth. <laughs> and the sun is sad. And he tries to apologize to his wife, and wife is mad. But king is determined. He's going to win the match, and he's going to win her back, and he's going to get their kid a good dentist. That's what he says. <laughs> Cause, oh, good. Because the kid's fucked His up. His teeth are all jacked. Oh, so they get back to Wyoming, where they're from, which apparently is where you get back to basics. And David Arquette's dad comes, grabs him, tells him to stop playing fuckaroo with the wrestling and take his police exam. And David Arquette pretty much is like, all right. <laughs> and, well he is like pushing 30 and he's, he needs a job <laughs> so the dad absconds with David Arquette and then they go see David Arquette at his window the old window scene <laughs> you know they're like come on man I need you the king needs you and he's like I'm sorry king but I have to I have to become a police officer I can't go with you and this is a really like sudden turn for David Arquette because he's been through so much with the king and now his dad's like, you're going to be a cop. And he's like, well, okay. <laughs> There's no, like, pushback. There's no motivation. At all. It's very, yeah, it sucks. It's a bad part of the movie. Next, we get a montage of the king beating up a bunch of idiots. Uh, he's trying to pick guys to be in his corner, you see. And uh, after that, the whole town turns out to see the king and Scott Kahn off. They're going to Vegas because the fight is at they're the going, MGM Grand. They're going to the big fight. Yeah, they're going off to Vegas. Brittany shows up and tries to like, <laughs> there's Barry Saturn with the mop. He's got a picture of him up with the mop. <laughs> Oh, God. He's naturally cross-eyed. He's cross-eyed. I forgot about that. Perry, Perry. Oh, Perry. Don't come to my house and kick the shit out of me, Barry. <laughs> oh. Ooh, boy. So Brittany shows up. Scott Con blows her off for Wendy. So we get that storyline is now worked out. It's two scenes in the movie. One at the beginning, and right now Scott Con gives her a gift that he got in New York. She opens it, and it's a Hard Rock Cafe New York t-shirt. <laughs> and that's funny. you know. And she's stoked on it. David Arquette shows up to tell the king goodbye. King thanks him. They hug. David Arquette goes off. Maybe we'll see David again. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe he's the lead in the movie. Meanwhile, Scott Kahn and Wendy go into the trailer, and they have some jeans time. Whoop. Jeez. Hey-oh. Let's see what's inside of them jeans time. 
Now we're off to the MGM Grand for the pay-per-view. The Nitro girls are in the ring, and they're dancing around, and CB's like, this is why I like WCW. <laughs> Uh, Joey Pants is in the back, and he's talking to Sting. We finally get a Sting sighting. Come on, man. This is like (laughs) the best of the best. (laughs) Sting, they're sitting in the back. You like Sting. Sting's one of your favorites. Uh, You know, I was never a WCW guy, so I never got in this fucking Sting. I like the idea of Sting, I guess. <laughs> but Sting himself, like he did a couple matches in WWE, like you like the concept of four, Sting four years ago, maybe. Yeah, had his career ended by Seth Rollins, <laughs> but when they did the whole build up to Sting coming out, and like Sting finally like came out at Survivor Series and like did some things, I was like, "Fuck yeah, Sting!" And then I was like, "Why am I so excited about Sting?" <laughs> I did see Sting live one time, now that I think about it, at a TNA show. Weird. Fucking, not a tits and ass TNA, show for anybody. TNA that, show, you know, yes. TNA is total nonstop action. It was a wrestling company at one point. It's now called Impact Wrestling. I'm sorry that I'm giving you all this wrestling knowledge. They did call it TNA because they wanted people to think it was TNA. Yes, that's what they wanted. But it's not, it wasn't. And Sting fought Mick Foley in a cage match at Temple University. <laughs> and I was there. Place of higher learning. Eating some pizza and getting drunk <laughs> and watching this fucking shit show unfold in front of me. Did he repel from the ceiling? Uh, no. Damn it. I think they stopped doing that kind of thing with Owen Hart because of what Jesus happened to him. Christ. Well, do, do you not remember I what do, happened to I Owen do. I do remember Hart? it. For those of you that don't know, Owen Hart fell from the, the ceiling and died at a pay- live pay-per-view. Fortunately, the cameras were off. When it happened, because that would have just terrified a nation full of people instead of just the people in the arena who all sued the WWE for mental distress, I'm sure. Where am I? Oh, he's in the back with Sting, and he says to Sting, you know, you better make sure that King doesn't win this match, Sting. And then he tells Sting, he's like, if if King wins this match, I'm going to kill you. He says that to Sting. What? You don't say that to Sting. Definitely no, not no. Crow Sting. No. Maybe Surfer Sting, but not Crow Sting. No way. So their their match that they're having, it's this super convoluted triple cage match. It's a cage, on top, and there's a cage on top of that cage, and a cage on top of that cage. You got to climb up through the cages, and the belt is at, at the, the top, top. Yeah. and you get the belt, you win. Is this a thing, the triple cage? The WCW actually did it twice. After this movie sure. existed. Promotional. And David Arquette won the championship at one point. I don't know if you know this or remember this. I did not know. I, I'm not sure. I, I think it happened in the Triple Cage match. He accidentally won the title. And people were like, well, that's it for me in WCW. <laughs> and, no uh, longer watching this wrestling. Yeah, it I, is uh, a folly. Yeah. So Bruce Buffer is in the ring doing the announcing because, of course, the movie is called Ready to Rumble, and he's the guy that says, let's get ready to rumble, which he copyrighted. Did you know that? No. No one else can say it. His brother, Michael Buffer, (laughs) you know him? Yeah. He goes, it's time. That's what he says. Wow. Because he can't say let's get ready to rumble because his brother's an asshole and won't let him say it. I think they're brothers. Because his, <laughs> his brother copyrighted words. <laughs> it's time. I wonder if he copyrighted that. I don't know. I don't care either, so no one tell me. <laughs> anyway, whew, we've been talking about this for far too long. Um, Way too long. 
Triple cage match happens with a bunch of shenanigans because why wouldn't there be a bunch of shenanigans? It's a pay-per-view gimmick match. They always have shenanigans. David Arquette returns at one point, and he's he's on a cop motorcycle, and he's got his cop outfit on, and he's, you know, this is his wrestling gimmick now. He's a cop. He's a cop. You know. Nice. Uh, Making his dad proud. His dad at home actually is stoked when he sees him. Oh, that's my, that's my boy. He's... A cop wrestler. Good enough. <laughs> Close. <laughs> so the King and DDP, they make it to the top of the, the cage. Sting repels down and knocks DDP off at one point because DDP is about to grab the belt. And they both then actually get to the top of the cage. And Oliver Platt slams DDP down through all the cages into the ring, which would likely kill him. But Mankind did fall off the top of... The Hell in the Cell at King of the Ring 1998, and that didn't kill him. So, who nice, knows? Nice. <laughs> there's, some, there's some more wrestling knowledge for you. If you aren't a wrestling fan, I advise you to go watch King of the Ring 1998, Hell in the Cell, Undertaker versus Mankind. It is the most ridiculous match that's ever existed, ever. Mankind literally almost dies about, I don't know, 50 times. <laughs> there's a point where his tooth is coming out of his nose. <laughs> <laughs> so go check that one out that's a great one i saw it live not in person but on television it's a great childhood memory of mine it's really stuck with you that one <laughs> it really did i made janelle watch it when we first started dating i was like you want to see a great wrestling match watch this and she's like all right fine <laughs> she's like i want to get in those jeans <laughs> I'll do this. <laughs> Is this going to get Gene's time at any point? Long story short, man, we get fucking Bam Bam Bigelow and Sid come out and Hooventude Guerrera is there, and they're all backing up fucking what's-his-name, DDP. DDP. Which is a weird team, because Hooventude was never a heel, I don't think. Bam Bam and Sid, yeah, fine. Yeah. And then King's team comes out. Goldberg, Booker T, Billy Kidman... <laughs> and Disco Inferno <laughs> come out, and that's a weird team. And it's, I just, I thought of it as like the old Survivor Series pay per views where they would just throw a bunch of people together and be like, you're a team. Now you're a team. Right. And you'd be and like, oh, I, I remember that guy, I think. And you'd be like, sure. Billy Kidman's out here. Fine. Don't know who that is. <laughs> yeah, I think he, yeah, I'm uh, sure if I saw matter. him, I'd be like, oh, yeah. I'm yeah, you'd be guy. like, that's Kidman. Fine. He wore, like, jean shorts and a fucking white tank top all the time. That was... Billy Kidman? Billy Kidman. <laughs> Long, greasy hair. Kind of looked like X-Pac. Okay. There's a lot of those guys. <laughs> anyway, whatever. When all these guys finally get in the ring, that's when Ball with Taba comes on. Da-bang, da-bang, diggy-diggy. <laughs> Starts playing. And they wrestle. And the wrestling happens, and fucking the king wins. Who cares about this? Fucking Christ, I'm done with this. The king wins this convoluted match. <sighs> so after the match, David Arquette and Scott Kahn assault Joey Pants once again in their lives. They pick him up, and they're like, you didn't invent wrestling? The fans did. And it's like, I, I don't know about that. Somebody invented wrestling. The Greeks, I think. They throw him in the audience, and the audience starts kicking the shit out and of him. And then they tear him apart and eat him. 
<laughs> like a swarm of angry velociraptors out in the long grass. They fucking grab him. Not the long grass. <laughs> that guy in the long grass! There you go. For some reason, at the end of the match, they start talking to the king about who he wants his tag team partner to be now, which is odd to me because he's the champion, which means he's a singles competitor. He's not a tag wrestler, you see. And Goldberg comes up and he's like, it'd be my honor to be. I'll tag with you. And the king's like, uh... I'm the champion. I don't need a tag team partner. And he's like, but he says, no, I have my own tag team partner. It's David Arquette. The law is what he calls him. Oh, he calls him the law? Anyway, we finish this whole thing off back at the convenience store where it all started. Scott Kahn, he's talking to the same three kids, and the kids are like, fucking shut up, man. Like, that was a one-time thing. You guys aren't wrestlers. And then Goldberg throws the convenience store clerk through the front door through the window and comes out marches out and for some reason he's just wearing his wrestling tights <laughs> like this is how he is all day long he, he never puts on clothes he's always just walking around in his black tidy shorts trying to put logic where there's not logic to be had i guess <laughs> don't it's too much work man it's too much work and the whole gang they they jump into the hummer they have a Hummer <laughs> driven by one of the Nitro girls. You know, they jump in. I'm sure the Nitro girls are just kind of pouring all over the place. <laughs> just around. In the back of the in the, the Hummer, there's a, a hot tub. Sal Bandini's in the hot tub with a couple Nitro girls. And he looks at the camera and he says something stupid. I don't know what he says. <laughs> I don't remember. I didn't write it down. Fucking whatever. And uh, that's the end. That's the end. They drive level. off and the, out, the credits happen with the outtakes. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the outtakes aren't funny either. So, uh, but that's it. That's all of Ready to Rumble. You loved it. It's great I, stuff. I don't know. How many times have you watched it? Three. Yeah. Because I never watched it when it came out because I wasn't a WCW guy, so I didn't care. Oh. If this movie was made by the WWE and all the characters in it were WWE people, I probably would have thought it was great back then. Yeah. I would have watched it and been like, what a what a time. I remember being funny, but as we talked about it, I don't know if it's funny anymore. <laughs> uh, it would be cool to see all those characters, though, all those guys. Yeah, it was nice to see them all young and not <laughs> in their prime, hobbling but around. Not, not broken. A lot of them, well, DDP does his yoga thing now. Saved Jake the Snake Roberts' life, as we all know. Booker T still around. He does commentary sometimes. Still yelling. Can you dig it? These guys are still around there, like broken forty-five-year-olds. No, Sting. <laughs> they look like they're like seventy. Sting is forcefully retired because of a bad a move gone wrong that fucked up his neck. Who else is in the movie? Bam Bam Bigelow is dead. Kurt Henning is dead. Perry Saturn's alive. Perry Saturn is alive somewhere. Hopefully you know, not outside a, of my house right now. in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> Perry Saturn's around. Juventud Guerrero, I don't know. Juventud Guerrero. Juventud Guerrero. I, I'm going to congratulate you on pronouncing that yeah. name because I saw it and I was like, I can't even. Billy Kidman works for WWE uh, backstage. Goldberg, of course, like came back a couple years ago. Yep. Had his little thing with Brock Lesnar that happened, and then he's gone again now. Who knows where he is? Just sitting in a pile of money, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. This guy's still around. He's raking in all those, uh, he's getting all those royalty checks from this and Santa's sleigh. 
That's a great movie. Santa's Sleigh. I can't believe you just said that. Santa's Sleigh. Santa's Sleigh. Fucking great. S-L-A-Y. Yes. He's a horror movie Santa Claus that goes around just butchering people. And it's really funny. I might need to check that out. It's great. Who directed this piece of shit? (laughs) (laughs) Brian Robbins. Oh, who's that? Uh... A young pup, I guess. <laughs> Tell me about him. Brian Robbins. <laughs> Did he do anything else? <laughs> I guess is the question. I don't. I think he stopped directing shortly after this. I think huh. this was one of his earlier films. Well, if he stopped directing shortly after this, that would make it one of his only films. <laughs> Did he do anything? Okay, I'm wrong. He directed 20 films. It says. Oh. Because I'm reading it now. Because I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so he did good. Good Burger. <laughs> With the best Keenan Thompson, yeah. the best Varsity Blues. Mm-mm. No, never seen it. Norbit, you love Norbit. Oh, remember we watched Norbit when we were making Spree? That's right. <laughs> we went to the Blockbuster and it was closed, and we were super upset because we wanted to watch Norbit, and there wasn't anything else to do. <laughs> so we got it the next night. Oh uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for him. Oh well, yeah. You see, you know, made a certain type of film. <laughs> Bad, I guess that's what you're trying to say. <laughs> uh, you know, this is pretty good. Yep. And then a couple years later, the WCW thankfully went out of fucking business. Well, everyone just got kind of absorbed into. Well, yeah. W- WWE bought them, right. fired most of the people. Right. And now the WWE is the only game in town. Except for Impact Wrestling, which nobody watches, and... I didn't even know that was still around. Ring of Honor, which, you know, exists and people like, but it's, you know, nothing's going to be on the level of a multi-billion dollar company that just signed, like, a $500 million 10-year deal with Fox to have their wrestling shows on Fox well, plus affiliates. they have their own channel, so they have so much... <laughs> I they mean, have so much uh, stuff to show. There's a lot going on. Yeah. With the WWE. I just got to say, I went to your to the to the Vinny and Brian show yeah. on YouTube, yeah. and uh, those comments, gold. <laughs> give me your give comments me. about you. Do you have them up right now? <laughs> Can you give me a couple? <laughs> I'd love to finish out the show. On the, uh, there's on one the that show. says, "Mark will never not be fantastic." Wow, this guy really likes you. Yeah, wants to give me a kiss on the lips. I guess. <laughs> Finally, Mark is here. Oh, yeah, man, that's nice. <laughs> Give me the bad ones. I like the bad ones better. Wait a second. Mark was a little too much. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Always. <laughs> Just a little this time. Uh, I could stand him a little bit, but for the most part, a little too much. Mark looks almost exactly what I expected him to look like. <laughs> There's a lot of that. Apparently, you you. Put off this persona that people thought you were like bald and tattooed. Yes. <laughs> they thought I was a large man or something. <laughs> They're surprised that this voice comes out of this. Apparently you trolled thing. Brian at some point? I trolled Brian. I No, Did I just... You- I just kept, Brian just gets mad, and then I laugh at him and say, like, why are you so mad? <laughs> is this Mark is obnoxious? Yeah, that, well, that's I mean, a, that's... never heard that before. <laughs> no one's ever said We haven't seen a series of women over the years say that straight to my face <laughs> while they're walking away from me. I pictured him as Dominican shaved head and straight brim Yankees hat. Oh, fuck the Yankees. That's an insult in itself. Call me a Yankees fan. He compared you to Paul Rust. Who's the fuck's Paul Rust? 
<laughs> is is that a person? <clears throat> yes, that's a person. Who's fucking Paul Rust? We should we should look at a pub picture of Paul Rust. Wow. But uh, yeah, <laughs> thanks for this uh, <laughs> trip down memory lane. Yeah, well, yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> the end.